podcast from Hope Church Gainsborough. For more information, visit www.hopechurchgainsborough.co.uk. Kings chapter 19 and we've had a look at the, the, the moment that Elijah, one of God's prophets, found himself in. It was a difficult situation. We saw that he was troubled. A prophet of God in a moment of chaos in his mind. He'd just been witness though to some incredible miracle from God. God's show of his might and his power. And we saw Baal, a false god, destroyed along with the prophets of Baal. And it was a huge display of who God is and his rule and his authority. Yet, as we saw last week, Elijah is on the run. Even though he's just seen God do that and God say, I'm in control, Elijah was on the run. And you're like, Elijah, what are you doing? Surely that can't be the case. That in the Bible you would find a character who knows and understands God, yet he's frightened at the same time. Well, no, because that's real life, you see. We know and we understand, but nevertheless that does not stop us being scared and afraid. And in amongst all of the chaos and the noise, Elijah had picked out the wrong voice to listen to. Jezebel, who was Ahab's wife, the king's wife, She was absolutely on the trail of destroying all the prophets of God. She was desperately trying to eradicate them from the face of the earth. And of course, in the moments that have just passed, the whole tide has been turned on her. And she's thinking, not likely. Elijah, you better run. And you better run quickly. And Elijah indeed listens to her and he runs. And she breathes out murderous threats. So much so that Elijah, when running for his life, prays that God might take his life. The guy isn't listening. He's lost his way. And he's in a spiral of self-doubt. And he's forgotten in the moment when it's difficult. And life has good moments, doesn't it? And life has bad moments. And he's forgotten in the moment of, of trouble that God's in control. He's forgotten which voice to listen to. He's forgotten that God is bigger than the trouble and the strife that is in front of him. We saw then last week, just before we closed out the passage up to verse 9, that he regained his strength as the Lord helped him on his way, as God provided for his needs. And in that moment, he ran a little bit further to the mountain of God where he's hiding in a cave. Let's have a read. Verse 9. It says, Then uh, there he went into a cave and spent the night. And the word of the Lord came to him, What are you doing here, Elijah? He replied, I've been very zealous for the Lord God Almighty. The Israelites have um, have rejected your covenant, torn down your altars, and put your prophets to death with the sword. I am the only one left. Or so he thinks. I am the only one left, and now they're trying to kill me too. The Lord said, go out, stand on the mountain in the presence of the Lord, for the Lord is about to pass by. Then a great and powerful wind tore the mountains apart and shattered the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. 
After the wind, there was an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake came a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire came, there was a gentle whisper. When Elijah heard it, he pulled his cloak over his face and went out and stood at the mouth of the cave. Then the voice said to him, what are you doing here, Elijah? And Elijah replies in exactly the same way as he's already done. I've been very zealous for the Lord God Almighty. The Israelites have rejected your covenant, torn down your altars and put your prophets to death with the sword. I am the only one left and now they're trying to kill me. The Lord said to him, go back the way you came. Okay. Go back the way you came and go to the desert of Damascus. When you get there, anoint Hazel king over Aram. Also anoint Jehu son of Nimshi king over Israel. And anoint Elisha son of Shaphat over Abel Maloah to succeed you as prophet. The key there, church, as my church will know, fast and confident, everybody thinks you know what you're talking about. Those words there are very difficult to read. Anybody else notice that? I think I got them right. Pat will let me know later. Jehu will be put to death anyone who escapes the sword of Azil, and Elisha will put to death all who escape the sword of Jehu. Yet I reserve, listen to this, God says I reserve 7,000 in Israel, all whose knees have not bowed down to Baal and whose mouths have not kissed him. God says I have reserved 7,000. Let me take you back quickly to verse 14 and then right back up to verse 10. And Elijah said, I'm the only one left. How wrong he was. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we pray that as we quickly look into your word now, that you would just speak to us through it. Father, you'd help us to concentrate and to just hear what you've got to say to us. And again, Lord, we thank you for Christian. And Father, we thank you for Debbie and Karina as they brought him before you this morning. And we pray, Lord God, that as we look together now, that you bless us and encourage us. We ask these prayers in Jesus' precious name. Amen. So God asks Elijah, what are you doing here? What are you doing here? That was the Derbyshire version. And Elijah's reply tells us so much. He says, I've been very zealous for the Lord. In other words, God, I've done everything, everything. I have done everything that you've told me to do. And now I'm having to run for my life. You can hear in his tone, can't you? That he's taken his eyes off of the right person. That he's taken his ears to listen to the wrong voice. And all of a sudden, he says, I've been very zealous for the Lord God Almighty. The Israelites have rejected your covenant. That's the promises that you've given to them. They've rejected them. They've torn down your altars and they've put your prophets to death with the sword. I'm the only one left. We said last week that sometimes we can feel like we're the only person left. God, in a moment, Lord, where are you? There's only me here standing up for you. Lord, this trouble is so, almost feels insurmountable that God, I'm here and I feel like I'm completely on my own. We've all been in those moments, haven't we? Lord, I feel like it's just me and I don't know what to do. And there are so many things that we can turn to in that moment. So many things that will have a, a huge detriment to our lives or have a negative effect on our lives. 
But there is one place where we can turn. And God now is about to show Elijah that there is a better way. Running's not the answer. That's not going to solve it. Trusting in the Lord, accepting that he is in control, knowing and understanding that he loves you, that he cares for you, this is the route to go. He believes, though, he is the only one left in Israel that worships God. He's convinced himself, even though he's seen all that God has done for him. It's so true, though, isn't it, that in a crisis, even as Christians, we can quickly forget the promises that God has given to us. The promises that say, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. The promise that says, if we lift up our eyes to the hills, we'll know where our help comes from. That it comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. The promise that says that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. We quickly forget in the turmoil what God can do for us. And it's so true. And Elijah shows us so clearly that that's the case. That God, all this time, has been fighting for Elijah. But now he's so frightened, he's forgotten that God is on his side. Now God reassures him in verse 11 through 12 with a display of might and power. Yet in the noise that happens, God isn't in that. And what God's saying to Elijah is, Elijah, now is not the time for judgment to come on Israel. Now is the time for you to keep doing what I've asked you to do. And sometimes we want God to change the plan, don't we? Anybody else been in that moment? Lord, it's a difficult moment. I want you to change the plan. You know, the better prayer is, God, give me the grace to deal with what's in front of me. Isn't that a better way? It seems really mature, Matthew. And I don't always feel like that on a Monday. Anybody else? <laughs> but that's the reality. God's not necessarily going to change the circumstances that we find ourselves in. But he has promised that he'll never leave us nor forsake us. He has promised that he's in control. He has promised that he cares enough to never let us go. And sometimes when things seem so bad, we just pray, God, please change the situation. Change the circumstance. And church, let me say to you, from what the word says, it is absolutely better for us to say, God, if you're able, change the circumstance. If that's your will. But Lord, if it's not your will, then give me the grace to go through it. Give me the grace to deal with tomorrow. Anybody else not like Mondays? Oh, they're the worst, aren't they? Those that are retired are like, nothing wrong with a Monday. All right. The rest of us, horrible, all right? Lord, just give me the grace to deal with tomorrow. Help me step into it. He's showing Elijah who is in control. God is showing who's in control of all things so that Elijah can see that God has everything in his hand. Whether it be the noise, whether it be the quiet, God is in absolute control. And then we get the, the second part where God talks to him in the gentle whisper at the end of verse 12. When Elijah heard it, he pulled his cloak over his face and he went out and stood 
in the mouth of the cave. And the voice said to him again, Elijah, what are you doing here? And Elijah replies with the same answer that he's already given. But now God says to him, he says, Elijah, first of all, I am with you. God says, I am with you. I've been fighting for you. I am fighting for you now. And I will continue to fight for you. This is what God says to Elijah. Sometimes we need that, don't we? God, just tell me that you're in control. Even though I know you're in control, I just like to hear the words. And we feel that with our, our spouse, our partner, don't we? Family and friends and loved ones. Sometimes I just need reassurance. We tell our boys as often as we can, I love you. And I'm sure you guys do exactly the same. Because we need to hear it. I need to know. I need you to show it, but I also need to hear it. And it's so important. And God says to Elijah, Elijah, look, you're not on your own. Firstly, I'm with you. And secondly, there are 7,000 prophets who have not bowed down to God once to Baal. There are 7,000 in Israel who have not turned away from me. Imagine thinking you're on your own and there are 7,000 others. The relief that that would bring to Elijah. There are how many? 7,000, Elijah. You are not on your own. I've told you you're not on your own. You've seen a display of my might and power. You've now heard in the, in the wind and in the earthquake and in the fire. You're not on your own. And in the gentle whisper, I've told you that I am with you. Keep doing, Elijah, what's in your hand. This is God saying to Elijah, Elijah, I will give you the grace to step into what I'm about to ask you to do. And God doesn't hold back. The first thing he tells him to do is go back the way you came. Oh, please. A different route, at least. It's some 250 miles, by the way. He's travelled a fair bit over rough terrain. Go back the way you came. But I want an easier route. Anybody else? I want an easier route, God. Go back the way you came. Trust me. And on the way back, keep praying and learn some lessons. Anybody else there? Oi, Lord, please. Just go back the way you came and do what's in your hand. I have chosen you to do a work. So do what's in your hand. Stand firm, Elijah. I'm in control. You are not on your own. You know, we need reassurance so regularly to stand firm. To keep on keeping on. We need reassurance and we need the Lord to say, don't be afraid. Remember who you are. Remember who I am. And remember whose you are. God is in control. Nothing can surprise him. And our prayer this morning as a church, as we've shared together is to say, God, may we draw strength from the word today to know that we are on the winning side as we put our faith and our trust in you. And God, may we know that you will never leave us, that you'll never forsake us, and that you are fighting for us 
And as we put our faith and our trust in him, we can be absolutely certain that we are on the winning side. This has been a podcast by Hope Church Gainsborough. For more information, visit www.hopechurchgainsborough.co.uk.